Well, hello, hello again, everybody. Welcome back to the show. My name is Luther of the Locker Room Podcast, and it is time for that recap of UFC 297. As always, today, what is it? January 23rd, 2024, almost a month into the new year, reporting live from Chicago as we cover this past weekend's event. But it's always a little tittle-tattle how you guys doing today. How you guys doing today? Hope everything is going well. Um, not too much new news that's going on. Uh, you know, I usually, before I get into the fights, cover about what's going on. Usually, I'll tell you guys about some video games, some movies or anything. But we are in a drought over here. As far as, like, um, all content goes, right? I guess the biggest one for January was... The Marvel's TV show Echo, I've not watched it yet. I hear it's fantastic. Uh, you guys are Marvel fans. It's called Echo. It's set in the Daredevil universe. And Kingpin is in there. Uh, what's the guy's name? Uh, the big guy that plays in, in there for Echo. Um, it's going to come to me. Give me one second. But, um, man, um, other than that, no- nothing really has been going on uh, really as much. It's been uh, a quiet, quiet 2024 so far, but you guys already know that's going to pick up before, you know, this time last year we had freaking, um, you know, Dana White slapping his wife on camera. Uh, Vincent D'Onofrio, I can't even pronounce his name, Vincent Onofrio for Kingpin, but yeah, other than that, I mean, nothing really else going on. If you guys know of anything, let me know as always. Uh, I guess the next upcoming video game I'm excited for is Persona 3 Reloaded in February. And um, I want to get into the Yakuza series. I hear they're fantastic. I used to play them back on the console days, uh, PS4, but I'm on PC now. Um, but they're, they're super long. They Great, fantastic, but man, each game, they say it's like over 80 hours to complete. Don't don't have time for that. Not even time, but oh man! I mean, back if I was still back in the high school days, grade school days, you know, grind the hell out of those type of games. But like now, like when you hear of, I mean, a video game that's over a hundred hours, a movie that's over three hours, you know, I'm looking at you, Oppenheimer and Killer of the, Killers of the Flower Moon with Leonardo DiCaprio. Just a little bit too long, you know. Just just a little bit too, a little bit too long. Movie, give me a little under two hours. I can do two hours if it's a, um, a very anticipated movie. But you know, hour and forty five minutes, two hours, anything over two, I feel like is a little bit bloated. Video games, give me fifteen to twenty hours of solid killing gameplay, violence. I mean, get a good story and make the. Make the campaign nice and interesting, the story good, the gameplay fantastic. 15, 20 hours. I'm I'm good on the video game like on that. Think like Resident Evil Village, if you guys ever played that, was like 15 hours. That was that's great. I mean, great time frame. Hundred hours, eighty hours, Assassin's Creed a series. I'm looking at you as well. Just a little bit too much. But other than that, mm, nothing else really, really uh, just popping out at me. Just nothing. Kind of quiet, very eerie and strange, but could be the weather, you know, 10 degrees over here, wind chill factor, negative five, all that good stuff. I mean, all that terrible stuff, but 
you know what I mean. You know what I mean. So without any further ado, let's get into this controversial UFC 297 card. If you guys, I know you guys have been already watching and listening to the other podcasts, uh, Brian Campbell and Luke Thomas, they have a fantastic podcast over there, The Morning Combat, uh, Michael Bisping and Anthony Smith with the Believe You Me podcast, uh, Eric Hawani on MMA Fighting. I usually watch that one on YouTube because it has a good visual pr- uh, presence that's just kind of brings you in, put that on the second monitor while you watch it. It's a, it's a good show if you guys haven't watched Those are the top three that I those are like the only three that I watch Bisping's Luke Thomas's and Ari Hawani's um, I used to be a big Chael Sonnen fan but he's good when it comes to bringing in the audience like the the new fans are trying to transition into MMA and just kind of want to you know get some juicy details you want to go to Chael P. Sonnen undefeated never lost a round never lost a fight you know the whole gimmick, but it, it's fantastic. I used to watch watch his a lot, but um, just kind of uh, just if you guys if you guys watch, you know what I mean. Just a little bit. He says a lot without saying anything, but he he gets the numbers, man. He pulls in those high numbers. Uh, here and there, I'll listen to Brennan Schwab's, uh, Joe Rogan. He doesn't really do. Um, he's not like other content creators when it comes to making the UFC content. He talks about it here and there. He does his own show where he brings on random get, uh, random guests. So it's not um, consistent like the rest of everybody else. But those are the the top ones. Like I said, I know John Anik and Kenny Florian have one. I think like every fighter has one. Like Kevin Holland. Uh, they're they're all in the business. So can't blame them, man. UFC is about to blow up within. I was going to say now, but it's already blowing up now, but it's only going to get bigger. I really do believe it's going to rival other sports organizations in the future. I mean, it got started in the 90s. It has a lot of a lot more time to catch up to the, the NFL and stuff like that. But that is neither here nor there. Let's get into it. UFC 297, Sean Strickland versus Drakus Duplessis. Everyone and their mom was calling robbery, foul. Um, they should do a rematch, this and that. Everybody stop. Stop, stop. It was not a robbery. Most people had it three to two rounds. Either had it three rounds to two for Strickland or three rounds to two to Drakus Duplessis. The reason why this is not a robbery is because, I mean, that three to two. There's five rounds. You either think one fighter won three rounds and lost two or, vi- or vice versa. That is called a close fight. It is a close fight. It could have went either way. Sean Strickland had first and the fifth round, hands down. Drakus Duplessis had, the, in my opinion, the second, third, and fourth rounds. Some people believe Sean won the second round. Some people believe Sean won the third round. Some people believe Drakus Duplessis won. I'm going to just call him DDP. Some people believe that he won the first three rounds. I mean, uh, the second, third, and fourth rounds. Either way you slice it, that's just called a close fight. There's no robbery here. A robbery would have been Patty Pimblett taking on Jared Gordon. A robbery would have been, in my eyes, when John Jones faced Dominic Reyes. I think Dominic Reyes won that fight. And But they always say... You have to take it from the champion, and that's not how the game goes. I know I know the spirit of 
of the statement where you want the challenger to take it away from the Sean, uh, from the champion in this case being Sean Strickland, but that's just not just not how fights are scored and that's not how they should be scored. Every fight should have the same criteria from top to bottom, whether or not you're the champion or the challenger. Because if I was a challenger and if it's a close round and people believe I won it, I don't think they should just give it to the champion because he's the champion. That's that's just not how the game is played. That's not how it should be played. Everyone, as soon as you step into that octagon and the gate and the doors get closed, both fighters should be treated equal. No extra points or specialist or anything like that should be given to the the champion because he is the champion. That's just it, quite frankly, it's just not fair. I mean, that's just not how the rules go in in anything in life, right? Like there's there's no sport competition. There's no competition where the where the champion gets the uh, more of a benefit, a more of a add-ons, more pros and cons. They don't get benefits when it comes to any competition. It's right down the middle. You score it right down the middle, and no favoritism. That's the word I was looking for. <laughs> is given in these matters. So, I mean, I know. The main thing, the main thing that people lean on are the significant strikes. Yes, Sean Strickland had a hell of a jab, busted up DDP's face. Like, it just looked like mush in that post-fight interview. It literally it looked terrible. That eye was swollen shut. The other side of his face was beat up pretty bad as well. And the reason why me, myself, I gave it to DDP is because of one word, variety. He had a much bigger variety in this fight. Sean Strickland, probably the best jab in the UFC, far by far none. Hands down, his defense, he's the le- least hit fighter in the middleweight division. That's 185 pounds, and he has a good, good jab, and he checks kicks really well. But that is about it. That's where the... That's where his um, benefits, his tools come come up short. And that is why he lost the fight. DDP throwing much, much more powerful shots. Yes, yes, he was missing some of those shots there. But he had the power. He had the power shots coming in. He had the low kicks, some of them being checked. He had the body kicks. He had the head kicks. And get this, out of the 11 takedowns, he landed six. Sean Strickland threw no high kicks. He did have a good teep kick in the first round, but then he went away from it. And then he scored zero takedowns. Yes, he had more strikes landed. It looks like here, out of uh, the 419 total strikes he landed, he landed 183. That's 43%. DDP threw 358 and landed 140, 39%. So 43%, 39%, yes, Sean Strickland's were higher. But the kicks is what won DDP the fight, the body kicks, the head kicks, and the takedowns. And not only that, he was pressuring Sean Strickland. This, in most fights, would benefit most fighters when it comes to them being defensively sound. But it looks very bad when it comes to the judges that are judging the fight. He was backing up a lot in this fight, making DDP miss. I admit that 100%, but it doesn't look good when you're always on the back foot and the challenger is pressuring you, pressuring you, and pressuring you because that is what we saw. 
even though um, Sean Strickland got hit less, the person who is busier, who looks busier, who looks like they wanted more, is more than likely to come out on top. And that is why he won by split decision. I called it before uh, the uh, the fight's scorecards read because that is what I honestly believed here. DDP was just simply busier. Do I believe there should be a rematch? Maybe down the road, that is. Not next. No, there, there are just way too many challengers in this division for us to block it up with a rematch where Sean Strickland has zero title defenses. It's just not it's just not what we need right now. I know a lot of people are saying a lot of people need wins in this division. We have Hamza Chimaev waiting in the wings. We have uh, Israel Adesanya who could come back and get the, the title fight as well. A lot of people are saying UFC 300, kind of a quick turnaround. Yes, I do agree on that, but we have options. And when you have options, let's just not do the rematches. We all say that there are way too many rematches that happen when uh, a title challenger loses. People were calling for Kamara Usman not to get an immediate rematch against Leon Edwards. Uh, but he is the second best welterweight of all time behind GSP. It's just how, uh, in that situation, I understand. In this situation, it's just not the case. We have too many hungry contenders that are just chopping at the bit for that title fight. In my opinion, uh, no, whether it's at UFC 300 or not, it should be Hamzat or Izzy. That, that is the fight to make. That is what's going to bring in the money. And we're all going to watch. I mean, let's be honest. It, it, whether or not they give Sean Strickland the rematch or not, we're, we're just going to watch the the first, the, the next fight regardless. If, especially if you're a degenerate uh, fighter. If you're a degenerate fan like I am that watches every single fight that the UFC puts on because we freaking love this sport. And I don't blame you all for feeling the exact same way. So, with all that being said, if you had Sean Strickland winning, I don't really blame you. I mean, it's a close fight. This is what happens. Um, we had Dana White scored it for Sean Strickland. Showed it Jamal Hill, Anthony Smith, um, and Brendan Schwab. People that scored it for DDP, John Jones, DC, Henry Cejudo, uh, Demetrius Johnson, Mighty Mouse, they all scored it for DDP. And that just lets you know that it was just a close fight. No robbery here. No conspiracy. Everyone's talking about if it was not in Canada and this and that. No, no, no. It had nothing to do with any of that. The busier fighter won, period. End of argument. Sorry about that. But if you if you want to lay out an argument for a different reason, just please let me know. Uh, likes, thumbs up. As always, promote our Discord, the Hot Box Squad on Discord. We're, we're gaming in there. I'm usually on there on the weekends. Uh, send me a message. Send me a friend request. As always, we are growing. Uh, we're around a little shy. We're around like 600 members in there. Uh, just slowly growing little bit by little bit every single day. So appreciate it as always when it comes to the fight talk. If you guys want to watch or listen or discuss anything, please let me know. And as always, I'll catch you guys next time.